What a great joy it is for us to be together. Thank you for being a part of the family of hope, whether you're with us all the time or this is your first time. You are more than welcome. We are in a series called Hope is for You. We want you to know that God is for you. He's not against you. And that the people of hope, the family of hope is for you. Uh, We want to see the very best in your life, just like your heavenly Father desires for you to connect, for you to grow, for you to become more with the strength of God on your side. We thank you for just joining us today. And we're talking today about healing, that there is hope for healing in all of us experience brokenness, and all of us from time to time need God's healing. And Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was a healer. In fact, the whole story of the Bible, uh, from the beginning opening to the end, there is an opening scene of brokenness and an ending scene of wholeness where all the brokenness is resolved. The stories in between are stories of brokenness being healed, brokenness being healed. God wants you to know, He wants all of us to know that He is a healer. He reveals uh, to Moses as he speaks in Exodus 15, uh, my name, the name I want you to know me by is by I am, that's his revelation of who he is, the Lord, Yahweh Rapha. Some people call it Jehovah Rapha. It's literally an expression of God. He says, when you think about me, I want you to know that I take broken things and put them back together again. The term Rapha in the Hebrew, from something that is torn and then it's sewn back together. The tearing of Genesis with the brokenness of humanity, is resolved. That's what the story is about. We need to think of God as the one who puts the pieces back together again. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again, but the king could. He puts us back together again. The psalmist says, Here's how I know God. He forgives all of my sins. And aren't you glad for that? And if you believe that God heals all of your sins, we just want you to also believe He heals all of our diseases. If you believe, one, that God is a Savior, a forgiver, He also is a healer. It says in Jesus' ministry, that he healed all kinds of sickness, including to death. He he resolved death. He, He literally brought people back from the dead. He healed everything that could be healed. And then he turns to his followers. And as Christ followers, we have to hear him call us to heal the sick. It's part of any community that is centered on Christ, that he is a healer. And that his healing presence should be with us each time we gather. And even as we gather this way, I want you to know his healing presence is with you. Your brokenness is made whole. And I want to talk today about 
total healing for your total life. Total healing for every aspect of your life. Uh, you are a tri-dimensional being. You are a body, you're a soul, and a spirit. And we're going to talk about God's healing of your whole being. The spirit, what is that? We're going to talk about that. The soul, what is that? We're going to talk about that. The body, we pretty much understand. We can see the body, and we know we've got one of those. But God's healing heals us in every way possible. Let's talk about his healing of your spirit. The spirit is a very special part of all humanity. Mary, when she was expressing her joy at hearing that the Messiah, the Christ, was going to be born through her, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit, watch this, separate from my soul, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Your spirit is that part of you that receives from God. Your spirit is that part of you that is filled with God's presence. Your spirit is that part of you that can tune into God. If, if there's a lot of equipment in this room, one radio, if there's only one radio in the room, it's the only instrument that can tune into the frequency of the airwaves that are in this place and help us to hear. That's what your spirit does. Your spirit tunes into the frequency of God. Now the Bible opens with a tragic story of Adam and Eve who were in beautiful uh, fellowship with God, listening to God, communing with God. If, if They were like talking with God every day and through their rebellion, they turned away. Through their rebellion, they broke the fellowship. If they're talking with God, it's like they turned their back and they turned towards selfishness and ego and sin, really. And that brokenness wants to be resolved by God. Our spirit can't be turned away from God. Throughout the Bible, the prophets are always calling us, repent, turn back. Jesus called us to repent, to turn away from sin, ego, selfishness, and turn back to our Creator, to listen to His voice. Jesus came to call us to that truth, to understand that. When Jesus talked with Nicodemus, He said, Nicodemus, something has to happen inside of you for you to resolve this issue. He used the term born again. It, it, it was that moment that Nicodemus would turn away from selfishness, ego, and sin and turn back to God. That moment that his spirit could be healed. He calls all of us to realize that, that our spirit is broken, but he's come to resolve that brokenness. It doesn't come through uh, flesh. It's not something that's natural. It's something that's supernatural. In fact, you see the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, that's the voice of God who's calling us, who came looking for Adam and Eve in the garden, and he comes looking for you today and every day. His spirit says, hey, turn towards me. Turn towards me. It gives birth to your spirit. Your spirit is broken, but if you will hear the voice of Jesus the Christ calling you, if you will open your heart to Christ, I hope you've done that. 
if you will turn away from ego and self and brokenness and tune in, let your spirit begin to hear the voice of your heavenly father at that moment. At that moment, your spirit becomes healed. There is a part of our lives that when we turn to Christ is absolutely perfect. Paul said it like this. He said, don't you know, aren't you aware that you are God's temple, that God's spirit dwells in you? Well, God's spirit dwells in our spirit. It's the only part of you that's perfect. There's a lot that's imperfect with me. There's a lot that's imperfect with you in all honesty, but there is a part. My spirit, your spirit in Christ that is perfectly whole. And from that healing, all other healing flows. Let me say that again. Listen to it. From the spiritual healing, the greatest of miracles, the greatest of healing, when your spirit is healed, all other healing flows, including the healing of your soul. Now, if you want a definition of what the soul is, the human soul, it's uh, intellect, emotion, and will. Your mind, your heart, and the choices you make. It's your personality. The Bible talks about these elements. He says, your, your soul has intellect. It, it knows things. It, your soul remembers things. There's intellect in your soul. There's emotion in your soul. The Bible talks about the soul being bitter. That's your emotions. It talks about your soul loving. The soul makes choices. The scriptures talk about our soul choosing, talks about our soul refusing. The soul makes choices. It's intellect, emotion, and will. It's really who you are. And our soul, once our spirit is alive, our soul can begin to be healed. Because you and I know, we don't always uh, think the right thoughts. Sometimes we think, incredible thoughts, and sometimes we think terrible thoughts. We don't always have great emotions. Sometimes we have really amazing emotions of love towards God and love towards others, but sometimes there's anger, bitterness, jealousy. There's negative emotions. Sometimes we make great choices, but sometimes we don't. So I would say it like this. The moment you come to God, your spirit is healed and your soul is being healed. If you want to see a really clear illustration of this, look to the story that we find in Matthew chapter 16. Here's what happens. Jesus talks to his friends and disciples, and he asks them a question. He says, who do, who do people say that I am? And Peter comes out with this huge announcement. He says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, man, that's so good, Peter. That's amazing. Flesh and blood didn't give that to you. You got this from my Father. The Spirit of God spoke to your soul. Your soul recognized the truth, chose to accept the truth, and chose to speak the truth out. That was a choice you made. Your soul is connected with God. And he says, now that's what I'm going to build my church on. That's the rock of revelation. I'm going to build my church on that. I'm going to give the keys of the kingdom to that. But a few moments later, he says to Peter, these amazing words. 
after this amazing encounter that Peter is listening to the Father, the Heavenly Father, his spirit is listening to the Spirit of God. His spirit is speaking to his soul. Now he's tapped into something totally different because Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. What's happened is Peter has made a transition from listening to the Father of light, the Spirit of God, to the Father of lies. And that potential is in all of us. Uh, we can have a, a, a moment, I hope even now, that your spirit is tuning into the frequencies of God and you're listening to what God says, but there's moments of darkness. And Jesus says to him, here's the problem. You haven't set your mind on the things of God. There's been a change in your mindset. Now, God would like to heal our soul. He'd like to speak to us. And he, he says this, a shocking truth. Your mind has not been connected with God. Your mind is connected with this world. It's actually turned to another source. That, that breaks your soul. But God is constantly calling us to heal our soul. So now after this shocking announcement, just imagine being one of Peter's friends when Jesus turned to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. That would have shaken up the whole group. Now Jesus immediately turns to his disciples and gives this powerful truth. And there's many ways we can look at the healing of the soul, but this, this verse captures a powerful essence that heals our soul. Watch this, because he's just had this transition. Peter, listening to the Father of light, listening to the Spirit of God, his soul in touch with revelation that would build the church and give the keys of the kingdom to this dark moment where he says, hey, you're not listening to God anymore. And then he turns and says to his disciples here, I want you to get this. You need, if you're following me, you need to deny yourself, you need to take up your cross, and you need to follow me. You need to deny yourself, you need to take up your cross, and you need to follow me. Now watch. The three principles that transform and heal our broken souls. Number one, we have to say no to self, no to that ego, that thing that Adam didn't do in the garden. As he said yes to ego, he said yes to self. He said yes to self. We have to say no. We have to say yes to the Spirit. Take up your cross. The cross is not only a symbol of what God did on the cross, what Christ did on the cross. The cross is also a symbol of what he's calling you to do today. Hear that? So we say no to ourselves. We say yes to the cross. The cross is what God wants you to do today. And then we start doing something. We follow. We change. So if you're watching something, if something comes across the, the screen of your television, of your computer, and you know this is not from the father of light. This is from the father of lies. You need to, number one, say no. You may want to say it out loud. No. Look up and say yes. Say yes to the Lord. Sometimes you can just do it out loud. Saying it out loud may be activating the, the truth here. No to what you're looking at. Yes to God. And then make a change. Follow Jesus. Usually a change from the location you're in, a lo a, 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 of what's going on. You need to start following. There has to be some action. This is how our soul is healed. We say no 
to self, we say yes to the Spirit, and we do what Jesus would have done. We take action. Uh, you could get into a conversation, you feel like the anger is welling up. What do you have to say to that anger? What do you say to it? No. You may want to say it out loud. Just no. You know, in Psalm 42, verse 5, the psalmist had to speak to his soul. What was speaking to his soul? Why so downcast, oh my soul? It was his spirit. Our spirit needs to speak to our soul to bring healing. Why so? No, a no to that anger. Look up to God and say, yes. Yes to your love. Yes to your mercy. And then make a change. Follow Jesus. Because God wants to heal our spirit as we turn to God. From our spirit, he wants to heal our soul. And our prayer is that your soul would be continually healed. That you would become more and more like Christ as you look towards God, as you listen to his spirit, speak to your spirit, speak to your soul and bring transformation. That you would become more and more the person God intended you to be. And less and less who the father of lies intended you to be. The healing of your spirit, the healing of your soul, and the healing of your body. It's included. Now, oftentimes when we think about healing, this is the first thing we think about. It's probably of the three areas of our lives, the last. That's why it's last in the list here anyway. So, so our, there is a plan for God in healing our bodies. This, the prophet Isaiah uh, prophesied that the work of Christ would be a work of healing. Uh, this is the Amplified version because the Amplified version takes the words and shows a little bit more of the Hebrew uh, context and meaning behind the words. And when, he, when Isaiah 53 in verse 4 says that he bore our griefs, that word griefs literally means sickness. It's the, the Christ would come, he would take and bear our sicknesses, our weaknesses, our distress. He would take them. He would bear them. The next verse says that he was wounded. He's talking about the work of Christ on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The only way we could really find peace was in him. And then by his wounds, by his stripes, we are made whole. And that is talking about total healing, including physical healing of your life. You can believe, pray, even today that God would touch you physically. We know that's true because in Matthew chapter 8, when Jesus is healing people, he's gone to Capernaum, he's gone to Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law is there, she is sick, and uh, Jesus heals her. And then many people come to Peter's house. They're flocking the house. And the scripture says, Jesus healed all who were sick. Everyone that came, he healed them. This was physical healing. You know, blindness and deafness and leprosy. All the things Jesus could do. He was doing it all. And then Matthew says, this is to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. The prophet Isaiah, he mentions him. And he quotes from Isaiah 53. He says, here's what was happening. All these people being healed physically was to fulfill what Isaiah wrote when he says, he took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Jesus has taken care of physical healing. And we can look to him for physical healing. In fact, when Peter wrote his letter, 
he tells us that by the wounds, by the stripes that were laid on Jesus, we can be healed. And I encourage you, of course, to pray for spiritual healing. Absolutely. If you have not made that point where you turn away from ego, sin, self, and turn towards God in your spirit, do that today. Open your heart. Say, Jesus, I receive you, and I receive your grace. I hope that you're healed in your soul, that your soul is continuing to get better. And then I encourage you to pray for and have faith for physical healing in your life and in the life of those you love. Jesus asks his followers, his disciples, like you, fishermen, tax collectors, hey, go out and heal the sick. So part of the message of Jesus is he wants people to be made physically well. Uh, now, I believe in praying for people to be healed, and I love, I love when they're healed immediately. I love, and I've seen amazing miracles. Uh, blind eyes open up, deafness leave. Uh, incredible miracles. I love when it comes immediately. But then there's this mystery of physical healing that sometimes it's progressive. I have a friend that's praying right now against MS, and I love, I keep in communication and watching him get better. It's been a progressive issue of strength and healing. Uh, And in this waiting time of our prayer for healing and it ultimately happening, because I believe this, In immediate healing, I love it, but I can tell you right away, God has ultimate healing for your life. And in between the immediate healing, which we love, and the ultimate healing, uh, don't be discouraged. If you pray one time to be healed and and you get up from prayer and you, you go, wow, just keep believing and keep trusting. You have to sort of trust God's uh, wisdom, God's timing. And the mystery of healing. Uh, you have to sort of say, okay, I, I believe, I know that by his stripes I'm healed. You can say that and know that ultimately healing is coming to you. Maybe not immediately, but ultimately. And just in the process, rejoice. Rejoice that your spirit, the biggest issue, is healed. Oh, say, thank you, God. I am healed. My spirit is healed. Rejoice that your soul is being healed. So don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. My soul is being healed. It's being transformed into the person that God wants me to be. And ultimately, I trust you, God. Because in the waiting, often what's happening is our soul is being transformed in the waiting. Or the people that we're interacting with, God has a purpose to try to bring healing to them through your life. So trust God, but every time you pray, pray with full faith that God, as he said to Moses in Exodus, I am the Lord that heals you. With the psalmist David, he forgives all our sins, we believe that, and he heals all our diseases. And I encourage you to live a life of wonderful healing. We're going to pray, I want to I pray right now for healing in your life. And I just invite you to reach out by faith, right where you are, the healing power of Jesus Christ can reach you. Jesus prayed in one place and people were healed in another. And now, according to just the revelation of God, 
I pray that healing power would flow. First of all, Lord, anyone that's not in touch with God, their spirit needs to be born again. May they turn to you and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Uh, forgive me, receive me. I want to I be filled with your Holy Spirit. Lord, may people be healed spiritually. And may our souls, may, may we enter into a season of incredible soul healing that we would think better, our emotions would be stronger, the choices we make would be wiser. Then, Lord, I pray, in the strong, mighty name of Jesus, that the healing power of God would flow in, through, and around you, and you would be healed in Jesus' name. In fact, I declare, by his stripes, you are healed. If you are saying yes to God for the first time today, or yes to God for the first time in a long time, I want you to just get this number, just Call or no, text the, na- the word yes so we can send you a free book that will help you. Text the word yes to 941-260-1321. Any prayer needs, text them in as well. We want to be part of watching you grow. We want to be part of your total healing because hope is for you. God is for you. And we pray God's blessing will continue to multiply. Hope is for you. God is for you. That's such good news. God bless you. Love you. May the Lord continue to work in, through, and around you in Jesus' name.